Hola a todos. Hi everyone. Yo soy Carla Rodríguez, tu presentadora y coach de la vida y empoderamiento. I am your podcast host and life and empowerment coach. Bienvenidos and welcome to Metafit Metamind Podcast, el lugar donde normalizamos conversaciones sobre la salud física y mental. The place where we normalize the conversation about both physical and mental health. This is the space where you can raise your voice and share your story. Este es tu espacio donde podrás alzar tu voz y compartir tu historia. It has been about two weeks since my surgery bandages came off. And the moment they did actually come off, I felt so, so good. I have been able to write content for all of you. I've been able to write emails for work and, and even for getting more people on the podcast. And just, to be honest, just feel so much better, so much more positive. I'm telling you, I was already starting to get into that darker mentality and that ugly like victim mentality that I could not get things done. I couldn't even wash my dishes. I couldn't shower properly, to be honest, with all those bandages because the doctor and the surgeon told me that I couldn't get them wet. So I had to be super careful with that. Um, so they actually came off at a good time. I will say though that it was also a learning experience for me to slow down even more. And one other positive thing, as you know, everything that's going on in the world right now with COVID-19, this time is that I was able to stay home anyway, since we can't go out all the time. I didn't have to ask for excused absences. I didn't have to give an explanation or anything like that. So in a way, it kind of worked out that I have been able to stay at home. And I don't want to say that the accident was at a perfect timing, but it was. And it's been a little more than a month now, so crazy how all of that has been going on. I have been consistently working out in the afternoons as well in these past two weeks, which is also amazing for me. Just remind me, y'all, that if you ever see any of my videos, to remind me to be humble and not exaggerate with all the work that I may or may not be doing, or just to tell me like, hey, Carla, like you may want to watch out because we don't want you to hurt yourself any more than you should. You know, tell me you need to focus on the healing process and all of that so you can come back stronger. And that's my goal, to come back stronger and to heal in the next like three to four weeks. So hopefully I can get that done. Because the day that this episode is coming out, which is May 1st or today, if you're listening to it on publishing date, um, is that here in Austin, Texas, some businesses will start opening up. And it looks like my NLP certification week will hopefully or hopefully or most likely take place in person, which will be amazing since I do miss person-to-person communication. And don't get me wrong, I love connecting with everybody on Zoom and, and Facebook and Instagram and everywhere I've connected with you. I love it. I've been able to connect with people from all over the world, which is great. You know, I have more, more time for that. We do have our private Facebook group, MetaFit MetaMind, the mindset group, where I am working on creating better content and things that we can all learn from each other. And I, I know I've said that I want to create videos and things like that, but I, I still get a little bit nervous, so I'm working on that. As a life and empowerment coach, I want to help you let go of limiting beliefs in order to get you to a place where you can continue to turn the page in your life to grow personally and professionally. And at the moment, I am looking for you, Latina woman, who is in that place where you know something needs to be done, where you know you are ready to move forward, right? Who's in that place where 
you just don't know what it is, but you know there it's there. So if you are interested in a 30-minute journey opener call or a discovery call, please email me at carla at metafitmetamind.com or go to the website and fill the contact page. Don't forget that I am a self-sustained podcaster doing everything from the recording, emailing, editing, producing. Consider going to the shop page on my website, metafitmetamind.com shop if you wanted to get a little coffee cup, a little accessory, or if you wanted to gift it to somebody else to support the show. Another way is to remember that you can share the podcast with people you think would like it. Please rate it, please subscribe to it so you don't miss the updated episodes. And remember that I am on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or CastBox, or any other platform that you listen to. So please, and thank you. I am super grateful that you're listening and that you're sharing it and that you're just supporting the show by listening to this episode. In this episode, I was able to speak with Laura Bauman, who is or was a ballet dancer who turned herself into a yoga instructor. And she is someone who coaches mompreneurs as well. After finding out what her body truly needed, she has learned so much about movement and listening to your body and trusting your body. And she is somebody, as I said, who coaches other mompreneurs who are in that burnout point in their lives with yoga, with meditation and mindset work in order for them to get out of that burnout rut. She is inspiring in the way that she has such a positive mindset and is also a BA and knows hard work from her ballet background. So please listen to her journey and enjoy. So today I have Laura Bauman on Metafit Metamind podcast. I really wanted to thank you for accepting my invitation to be my guest and to be open to sharing your story and who you are. So again, uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. and. Um... Thank you also. It's so funny because I'm, I'm actually Dutch Mexican, but I am in the US. But I always introduce myself as Laura because that's my name. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's how we pronounce it in Dutch as well. But oh. here, everybody's like, oh, hey, Laura. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> funny. I always have to remember, like, oh, yeah, people don't say Laura or Laura here. You know, they call me Laura. So. I think for a while I had to remember, like, people, my name is Carla as well, you know, so, but most people are like, Carla, Carla, you know, like, oh, okay, so for a while, it even got stuck with me to say, who, what's your name, even in Spanish, I was saying Carla, and I was like, wait, wait, no, no, it's Carla, Yeah. (laughs) so thank you so much, Laura, and uh, I wanted to start with, you kind of already gave a little snippet, Um, who is Laura? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, so I am. I was born in the Netherlands, and my That's father. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's a tiny country. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, my father is Dutch, and he met my mother in Mexico. She's Mexican, and they got married, and uh, they decided to to stay in Holland. My father is a guitar player. He's a guitar teacher, so that's what brought him to Mexico. And, I think he wanted to stay in Mexico, but she was like, let's go to Holland, you know, good schools, we want to have a family. So me and my brother were born there. Um, and yeah, at that time it was, you know, it's still a small town, uh, <laughs> very local Dutch people. And we were kind of, you know, the outsiders. Mexico is like a faraway land. And uh, um, 
So yeah, so when I was little, I started dancing and became very serious with it. I really wanted to become a professional ballet dancer. And my parents supported that, especially also my father. He's very creative and yeah, uh, creative, all kinds of creative expressions. I mean, he's a musician, right? Yes. Yeah. So he, um, so yeah, they were very supportive and I went to a semi-professional dance school to pursue that. And um, it was very, very intense. I learned a lot. I, I'm forever grateful I had that experience. It really, it really uh, laid some serious foundation for me for a lot of things. But I discovered yoga there. I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and eating disorders and, you know, usual teenage stuff. And, and then when I started college, I studied theater and education. Mm-hmm. And um, I was still dealing with a lot of anxiety and my eating disorders and um yeah so i yoga was the one thing that always helped me to yeah. find calm and peace um to move still to kind of <laughs> control things you know that i couldn't control life was just really crazy sometimes and so that helped me and um i was in this international theater school and I met uh, a really good friend there, mm-hmm. and I ended up marrying her brother. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> They're from Cuban descent. They were born in in Miami, but uh, they lived in California for a while. Cool. So I visited them during a summer vacation, and uh, while I was visiting my my family in Mexico. And uh, so yeah, that's where I met David, and we had a long distance relationship for a while. When we got married, I moved to California, and um, eventually we moved back to Europe, and um, and that's also where I started teaching yoga. Mm. And throughout this whole process, yoga was always, you know, like my my morning routine. And I've fallen out of the routine for a little bit, but I could tell, like, I need to get back to my yoga. And um, and so yeah, when I started teaching it. It really, uh, I started to, it started to become more clear, like, this is really what I like to do, because mm-hmm. the effect it had on people, all kinds of positive effects. Yeah. Um, you know, my students had better sleep or less stress and, or just feeling more flexible or stronger in their body. So it was, it was really, um, yeah, like, this is what I want to do, but, uh, I didn't do it full-time yet. I was just teaching part-time. And then our daughter was born. And I, I continued to teach for a little bit. But then we moved to Florida. <laughs> There's been a lot of transitions in my life. Yeah. And um, so I was a stay-at-home mom. <clears throat> and I was really happy with that. It was really... Uh, I, was, I, I feel very blessed. I had the time with my daughter. And um, yeah, that... You know, we made some sacrifices. And, you know... It, sometimes it was hard and uh but um yeah i feel very blessed i did have the time with her and like i was really yeah able to be the mother and and enjoy it and uh and then at some point i felt like and it also started to happen again where people would find out that i was a yoga teacher and they're like oh cool can you teach a class or (laughs) yeah so i would i started teaching again voluntarily and um but i also wanted to find a way because 
for me, family and, you know, my values are very important. And um, I started to struggle with the idea, like, okay, I, I want to be there for my family, especially my daughter, you know, whenever she needs me, she's my number one. So how do I combine that if I have a full-time job or if I go back to work? How do I find a way to make that work? And um, then I started teaching online, yoga online. I started my YouTube channel. And um, it's still all very much in the beginning phases, but it's getting some good response. I mean, and- you have it. I mean, you started it. And especially now, I think it's it's something great to have already. That you, you already yeah. have that, that baseline yeah. started. Right. Yeah, and especially now, I I almost don't want to say, you know, the coronavirus, but mm-hmm. yeah, everything is happening online. And um, and it was only a year ago where I was like, online would be the best place for me because I'm in the patient, look in the, uh, in the patient, <laughs> location independent. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and I can uh, create my own schedule, you know, yeah. and um, so I can work around my, you know, when, when my daughter's in school, I can work, but then I can also be there when she's done with school. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much my story right now. <laughs> yeah. And so I want to go back to, you know, you were in, in ballet at a young age and you know, you said your dad was all for it because he's also very creative. Did you feel like pressure as well from him or your mom? Because, you know, he is a creative and he wants you to do your best. And when it comes to fine arts, like you're always very hard on yourself. Like each each performer is very hard on, on themselves. Right. I did dance and and I did music as well. Um, so I understand like that perfectionism and everything like that. So how is it that you were dealing with that as a young um, semi-professional ballet dancer. Mm, that's, a, that's a really good point. I, um, I didn't feel the pressure from my parents. They're very supportive, whatever I chose, what I, whatever I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But the pressure came more from myself. I felt like I committed to this. And I can't feel, I gotta, I gotta stick with this. There's no way out. And mm-hmm. maybe um when my anxiety when it was so bad um maybe that should have been the point where i should have said okay this is not this is not healthy anymore mm-hmm. but somehow you know that feeling of like i failed like i i need to just stick with it and you know that athletic or military type of mentality and just like no pain <laughs> yeah um i had to push through and yeah, it was it was rough, but in the end, I, I feel like actually that made me stronger. So that's a good lesson that I learned. Yeah, I also learned later on, like um, you know, you hear a lot of people who who have like a corporate career or you know the very typical nine to five job, and then you know they have this creative passion and they, they go for that, and you know their whole life changes. And I actually felt like what does that mean following your heart? It doesn't always mean like that you want to be, like you said, like a musician in music or, mm-hmm. or fine arts or a dancer um, because maybe that's just not necessarily for you. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it really depends on the person. And um, 
And I also felt that a little bit when I was a stay-at-home mom, like, <laughs> why do we even call that stay-at-home mom, you know? Like, yeah. I'm a mom. <laughs> yeah, I just and, stay at home. um kind of like the pressure like well that's not enough you should be doing more you Mm -hmm. know and and i'm not dismissing or anything creative if if that's if if that's what's in your heart then i'm absolutely all for it go for it but i think more like whatever it is that's in your heart you know whatever it is that you want to do if if it is being a full-time mom I support that if you don't want to and, and you have the, the circumstances and the lifestyle and the tools and everything to make that work for you then I think that's wonderful mm-hmm. so yeah I think that's a good point you, you brought up yeah and then um just curious how I know you say you found yoga and started teaching yoga over over time how was it that you did find yoga was it through a dance instructor someone in dance that you learned from um about it or did you just happen to walk by like a store or like a yoga studio like huh yoga like this could be something interesting that helps me release my anxiety and and anything that's going on um with me well actually at the time (laughs) a long time ago in the 90s, there was not a whole lot of yoga, and the only yoga was in um, probably where I was, not the studios. It was more like in the gym and the fitness mm-hmm. studio. And in my dance school, we would also have like guest teachers or guest classes. Um, we would, you know, learn things with warm up, certain warm up videos. We had Pilates and yoga. Mm-hmm. So there, I learned some. My grandmother gave me this tiny book, like this little book of yoga. I don't even remember, but it was had all these nice little stretches, you know, very mm. big, fun, easy yoga poses and some breathing exercises and very simply explained that I would do. And then when I started college, I was, um, as I was overcoming my whole eating disorder, I was like a total... Uh, gym addict I would you know like run every day but they had yoga classes there too and then I would go to yoga class and it was it was just yoga it wasn't now you have all kinds of different styles and you know yoga for you know goat yoga beer yoga all kinds of yoga but then it was just yoga you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it just felt really good and yeah so it's been all kinds of different classes I did some workshops I did a lot of yoga online a lot of YouTube yoga, um, yeah, online courses that I signed up for. So different channels, also books, a lot of books. Mm-hmm. And um, and also because I guess I have that dance background, I had to learn to move my body more naturally instead of ballet is very unnatural, natural actually. It's, you know. Very uh, rigid. Yeah, and yeah. you know this external rotation in the hips. It's really not that healthy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I had to kind of experiment on my yoga mat with moving more naturally instead of going for that beautiful looking back bend or something. Yeah, not, not forcing myself into that pose, but really more like nurturing my own body and listening to my breath and not pushing myself and hurting myself. You know. Mm-hmm. So different channels. Yeah. Yeah. And so nurturing, you say nurturing your body. 
um, you know, while learning yoga and all these move uh, stretches and movement. And you're someone who moves not only like you move a lot countries and places, but you're a dancer. So of course you you're like moved by movement. Um, do you think that once you started nurturing your body, that's also what assisted assisted you in overcoming your dis- eating disorder because you started to be more aware of what your body needs at the time? Um, or yeah. uh, And also, did you have like a mentor or somebody guiding you through this time that you were going through this? Um, no, I, I had some professional help. Um, I did see a psychiatrist and we had just one meeting and he made an assessment and he said, okay, you're in college. You have a social network. Um, you have two options. You can either go into a treatment program that's very intense or try it on your own. And he said, like, I think, I think you'll do okay on your own. Mm, okay. It gave me kind of a, a boost to just, you know, talk to my friends. And, um, yeah, and then I got really sick. I don't know. I had some a bad cold or stomach bug or something, fever. And that's where I was like, okay, I need to rest and I need to eat healthy. Yeah. And that I started to slowly feel like, okay, it's not just about counting calories and burning fat. I need to, I need to nurture myself. I need to rest when I need, when I need to rest. Mm-hmm. I, know, I don't have to always push myself. Moving and exercising is great, but you need to have balance. And, and it was ups and downs. It wasn't like, you know, I, I was yeah. sick. I feel that I was better. It, was, it, it took a while, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really have a mentor, but I would say, like, my friends... Uh, now my husband, uh, they've all been supportive, you know, one way or the other. Yeah, no, that's actually really good. I mean, you knew that was kind of a beginning turning point that helped you say, okay, like I, something needs to change. And of course, our journey, our, our health journeys, and our learning about ourselves isn't like don't dia para el otro from one day to another. You know, it's mm-hmm. like okay here we go and then there's those times where we say i don't want to do it anymore mm-hmm. and then we have to get back to it so yeah that's actually really cool that you were able to have your your network and your friends that also um helped you um whether they knew it or not um i think that's really cool sometimes that's what we need that's we need community to keep going and moving forward and for us to say oh like these people care about me I should probably care about myself um, as well. Yeah. And also, you know, would you say community, connection, and knowing that you're not alone because I had these beautiful conversations and a lot of tears, you know, and um, but they would also reveal things about themselves that they felt insecure about it, that they were, you know, struggling with. And you, yeah, so you kind of get on a deeper level in your friendship and your relationships. and. It's very healing. It's very, um, yeah, I think really important. And, you know, and I'm, I don't want to say, like, yoga heals eating disorders. <clears throat> I'm not a professional. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a professional therapist. And every case is very um, individual. 
So I do believe that when you need professional help, you should seek it. And there are people specializing that can help you with that. So um, there's not one way to yeah. you, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to learn about each person's method or journey or way that they healed because you say, oh, okay, like, I didn't do it that way, but it's cool that we had something similar, but we had such different ways of overcoming whatever this thing was. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really nice to, to know and to, but again, community is something very important that I think helps a lot of us out. Um, at least for me, uh, when I work out and I'm in like these community workouts, you know, it's more fun at the same time. You're like, okay, we're getting through it together. Whatever this thing is at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then, um, once you, I know you got married to your friend's brother, um, and then you moved and then you had your baby girl. Were you, um, teaching at the same time while you were pregnant? Uh, were you, what were you doing during this time? I know I would say like, if you're doing something, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as long as you know it's safe and you know your body, like were you still uh, moving and teaching and yes, yeah, and I think it really helped me a lot doing yoga, sticking with well, prenatal yoga. Mm-hmm. So, um, and how different is that? Uh, <laughs> it was it was challenging because I I was used to you know just bending my body and doing this and that and always being <laughs> careful, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Everything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, during the first trimester, I was very sick, like, not just morning sickness, but all day long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just lie on the couch and just do nothing. So um, once I got out of that, once I got into the second and the third trimester, it was much easier. But yeah, I was teaching up to a few weeks, up to uh, birth. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like it helped my stamina. It helped me breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it helped me with all the fears that I had. Because I mm-hmm. I was very fixated on, like, I want to have an, a medical, natural birth. You know, I'm a yogi and all this, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah. Yeah. But I did come to the point where I was like, you know, it doesn't matter what happens. If if I need to have a C-section, then I'll be at peace with it because all I want is a healthy child. You know, I want my baby. Yeah. That's all I want. And I, I ended up having an unmedicated natural birth, and I was very happy with that. <clears throat> I would have been happy either way. She's healthy and, and beautiful, so. <laughs> yeah. But the the breathing that was crucial for labor. <laughs> surrendering breathing just be completely in the moment not resisting everything that i learned in yoga uh-huh. <laughs> all those years it, it really all came together yeah like trust your body just yeah let it let it come when it needs to come yeah yeah i i really love and and admire people who who have done yoga and uh um, or any kind of like breathing exercises and uh, like who are an expert at it because as a doula I've seen different birth experiences and the people who have been more um, in movement and more aware of their body like I can't I'm not saying necessarily have an easier birth but they're the the way that just the experience is just completely different 
Uh, so I think that's really cool to to know that and to anybody that if anybody's listening that's pregnant, just mm -hmm. you know move a little even if you walk. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll help you. I think. Uh, I agree. Any movement. I also did some prenatal swimming. It was oh, cool. so good just to be in the water, especially in the last trimester. You know, you're big and heavy, and um, I was having a lot of low back pain. Mm -hmm. And pain in my groins. It just felt very unstable, my pelvis. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the last couple of weeks I had a hard time walking. So swimming and being in the water was very nice. And yeah, I agree. Any type of movement is just very helpful. Yeah. And that, that's really amazing. Um, let me not keep going because I love any conversation about babies and birth. Just mm -hmm. I, I can't help myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you. Um, you're you're half you're from the netherlands and you're mexican so how has that experience been for you as far as not only health-wise life-wise um but just conversations with people like how has that experience been in your life um i mean i you know i think i i felt pretty dutch i guess i you know i I have brown hair, brown eyes. I don't look like a typical blonde, blue-eyed Dutch person. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I wasn't raised bilingual, maybe oh. the first few years, but um, yeah, I'm sad about that in a way because I, right now, I do raise my daughter in Dutch, actually, bilingually. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> but um, but I, I ended up learning Spanish anyway. I will never be like a native. Uh, speaker but I think it's it's really important it's part of my culture and also when I hear Spanish I, I really enjoy listening to your podcast because you do it half Spanish half English so it's good for my Spanish yeah thank you <laughs> but when I hear Spanish it's something very comforting to me it's my you know my mother yeah when, when I was a baby she would speak Spanish to me so it's, it has something very comforting and um yeah at the time being being partly Mexican, it was more like, oh, cool, you're, you know, it's kind of exotic. It's a faraway country. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, our household was more, I guess, open when we had play dates as kids. Um, when I would visit, like, a Dutch friend, it was more like, okay, five o'clock, you go home because we're going to have dinner. And um, for my mom or for my parents, it was more like, Oh, you want to come and, you know, eat with us, have dinner with us? It was more like that. So, you know, just a few little differences, I guess. Mm -hmm. So you had both experiences, which is really awesome. It's really, really cool to to be teaching your daughter Dutch right now. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. It's like, especially now here in the U.S., it's like we have our secret language. It's <laughs> yeah. Like Does Sorry? Does dad understand? He actually had classes. He speaks a little Dutch too, and um, so yeah, he's. It's not bad, you know. It's funny. <laughs> she thinks yeah. it's funny when he speaks Dutch. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what is your uh, opinion um, and your take on the balance? And I know you have a very good knowledge on this between mental and physical health, and how do you apply that in your life, in your daughter's life, in your family? I think it's the foundation for everything, you know, if, if um, for example, uh, my anxiety, 
it's always a feeling in my stomach, you know, my stomach is upset. And um, so anything that's going on in my mind, it's, you know, it, it will manifest somehow in my body. And um, I love meditation, but I struggled with it because I, I cannot sit still and observe my thoughts or quiet my thoughts. It, when I sit still, my thoughts are all over the place. Yeah. You're a dancer. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> For me, yeah, exactly. Like moving around helps me to quiet my mind and um, and helps my stomach to settle and helps me ease my anxiety. And and it's like an everyday thing. You know, every morning I take care of my mental and physical health. I I have my yoga routine. I have my prescribed meditation and mindset routine. And it just goes hand in hand. Yeah, it's... Uh, in daily life as well, you know, when I get overwhelmed or trying to balance it all, it's, um, it's like, okay, I got to stop and breathe right now. You know, my daughter's having a tantrum and I just need to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> it's still work in progress, but, um, yeah. So for me, mental and physical health, it's, it, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very important to remember that because, this is a very important question to me because it wasn't something that was talked about in my family um, and like at all. I, I don't know if I want to say enough. So, you know, I like to know what other people's experiences have been and the those conversations and just to normalize them, you know, to mm -hmm. to make people aware like, hey, we can have this conversation. It's OK. Like. Mm -hmm. Um, did you want to talk about physical health? Cool. Let's talk about it. You want to talk about mental health or something that's going on? Great. Let's talk about it. And it's something that I'm I'm really grateful to you for answering that question and having such a awesome, great perspective on what it is. Because even for me also, like, I, I, I also feel it manifest in my body. If I'm not having like something, something mentally is not going okay, then something's going to definitely, my body's going to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good to remember to, like you said, for people to breathe, take a, take a second and, and breathe as well. Mm -hmm. And I think also, I think it's great that you brought this up because it's still now, um, now it's a lot more common to talk about anxiety, depression, eating disorders. But, um, you know, not too long ago, it's, and still, it's still kind of, you know, uh, yeah, kind of like a sensitive subject. Like, not everybody wants to talk about this. You know, I'm okay, you know, for the out, outside world, I have to look okay. Everything is okay. And, um, but there is a lot of anxiety. And luckily, uh, because of the internet and social media, you can find on YouTube all kinds of things about anxiety. Or, And that's a good thing, you know. It opens the doors for many people who are afraid to talk about because, even for me right now, like talking about my eating disorder is still a little bit like, hmm, you know, should I, with certain people I trust, I want to talk about it, but it's still, you know, it still feels a little bit like judged or, uh, yeah, something you don't talk about, really, you know, so I think we're well in the way talking about our mental health and physical health and um, it, it needs a lot more light. Yeah, and I appreciate you sharing about your eating disorder, you know, because not every, like you said, it's not a converse, a daily conversation, of course, but it's good to point to have it when it's when it needs to be had. Yeah. 
So I really appreciate you sharing that with with me and anybody who's going to listen to this to this episode as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, if, if it can help anybody and I, you know, I know that deep dark state that you can be in, you know, and you're in the midst of it and your mind can just feel like a prison and you're all consumed by just like being thin or, you know, trying to fit in and um, trying to control your weight. It's, it's just very, for me, very dark, really great. But it doesn't have to be, you know, it really doesn't have to be. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask more about what you're doing now and what you're planning obviously during this little phase that we're the whole world is going through but also once this is all over what are you doing um for laura what's laura doing so i i'm supporting mom mothers and entrepreneurs so um yeah i call them mompreneurs to keep Uh it (laughs) keep it simple overcome stress and burnout they have a lot on their plate mm-hmm. you know being a mom is beautiful but it can be also very challenging and, and trying to balance it all i think self-care uh is really really important and um so i started a, a group and i'm working on an online course to to create a self-care routine for all these mompreneurs that works for them so it's very personalized because I have things that work really well for me, but it might not work for somebody else. But it all starts with awareness, awareness of your mental state, awareness of your body, how your body's doing. And uh, yoga, meditation, and mindset work is, are all really good tools to, to um, cultivate that self-awareness and know where your limits are and know when to say no and, um, and have, uh, a daily routine, a daily ritual, something in the morning, just even if it's just a couple of minutes just for yourself, where you align with your values, your goals, and everything that's important, your intentions. And um, yeah, so that these mom mompreneurs are successful in their work. And um, if that's where their heart is, you know, I, I want them to, to shine in that. And at the same time, be a good mom, feel good about it. That's what I'm really really uh, passionate about it working on right now oh cool and are you gonna i don't know curious here are you gonna be applying um like meditation yoga breathing into your into your program uh or how are you gonna be is that gonna be something extra how are you gonna uh, is that gonna be i don't want to maybe give everything away but is that maybe part of the plan yeah, yeah. Okay. So I have a lot of different, um, you know, yoga stretches, tools, breathing exercises, meditation, um, mindset work with affirmations. So a lot of different things, but also tools like time management. And um, yeah, so my Facebook group is called Self Care Secrets for Mompreneurs. Okay. And that's what I'm what I'll be doing, I'll be sharing all my secrets and uh, yeah. Oh, and I'll be sharing that those links in the show notes. So anybody that want, is a mompreneur or wants to learn more or maybe just became a mom and but is an entrepreneur, like she, they can all mm-hmm. go to your page and, and uh, you can all go and check her page out. I had a, a quick question as well about what do you think about 
being a little selfish as a mom sometimes and and like being okay with it <laughs> i love it you know it i i just wrote this article on uh self-care and um i think it's come a little bit um you know like i don't know how you say it like it capitalized or you know like you gotta get your nails done like that's self-care or mm-hmm. get a massage and you know uh-huh. it's wonderful you know it's wonderful if you like that but self-care can be as simple as getting your eight hours of sleep to me that's my non-negotiable <laughs> i need to get my sleep yeah and, um, because if i'm not healthy i cannot take care of other people i need to feel more up. i need to be healthy and well and then i can give because if i if i feel crappy i'm gonna snap <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna be moody i'm not gonna feel good and um, you know, nobody is going to benefit from me if I don't take good care of myself. Yeah, so you need to take care of yourself in order to be able to take care of your of your daughter and your husband and everybody else that yeah that needs you. Exactly, and I'm very passionate about you know self care for moms because we tend to put everybody first, you know, and, and um, but we also need a lot of good care as well. We need to be healthy and strong. Yeah, definitely. Happy. And I, I love that you're answering my questions and uh, that whoever listens to this, I feel like they're going to learn so much from, from you, just this, this little snippet, because it's like little reminders. And also for moms, especially who forget about themselves, like, don't forget about yourself. It's okay. And yeah. I'm, a, I'm a stepmom, but I still feel like I, uh, there's times where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take care of myself first, and then I'm going to deal with you, little dude. <laughs> <laughs> totally you know and and you love them you know yeah whether they're stepchildren or your real children you you love them and they know that you're there for them when when they need you you know so yeah and i wanted to ask you what is one thing that you would like my listeners and whoever listens to this episode that like something that you live by on a daily basis that you would like somebody else to remember um to oh gosh that's a good question um at the moment i'm so inspired with so many things i'm kind of scattered but right now um the one thing is to have your morning ritual your little self-care routine in the morning because in, in dutch we have an expression that mornings are golden and it really does set the tone of your day so um you know it whether it's one minute but take take some time in the morning to to feel some gratitude for what you have take one one thing you're very grateful for um and then what is your goal for the day and then visualize that you achieve that goal you know it should be an attainable goal mm-hmm. that you achieve that goal and feel that success you know feel that that good feeling, that celebratory feeling uh, that you achieved that goal for the day. And, um, you know, stretch yourself out, yawn, sigh, nice deep breath, and you're ready to go, you know? It's, it's morning rituals to me are, are everything. Morning rituals and mornings are golden? And mornings are golden, yeah. <laughs> Great, that's really, that's good, that's good. Uh, People for, tend to forget that. Uh, even I forget that sometimes. So thank you so much. Yeah. And, you know, whether you're a mom, mompreneur, or it's, I think it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. And where, I mean, I know you already shared your group page, but where are, where else can we find you on Instagram or Facebook or maybe your website? Yes, um, everything. So Instagram is Laura Bauman underscore yoga. Okay. And on Facebook, it's Laura Bauman Yoga. Uh, my website is www.laurabaumanyoga.com. So my name let me actually spell it because it's uh, so L-A-U-R-A and my last name B-A-U-M-A-N-N. So two N's. So laurabaumanyoga.com. .com, yes. Okay. And I'll be sharing all the links in the show notes. Um, again, I wanted to thank you so much for being my guest today and having this conversation, these conversations about who you are, sharing your story, sharing your experiences. Um, I really am grateful for being open to to sharing with the rest of us as well, who probably this will resonate with some of us. Uh, and some people may not, but you know, that's just how it goes. Um, and I hope uh, that everything you're doing uh you know, become super successful. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be reaching out to you and saying like, Hey, how's your, how's your program? Has it started? And if it has started, let me know. So I can share with all of us here listening as well. Like, Hey, she has started this as well. Oh, that's wonderful. And thank you for giving me this opportunity and, and asking your, your wonderful questions. Yeah. We, we got really deep and, and, um, uh, I am very grateful that you are shining the light on these subjects as well. And um, I think it's a wonderful uh, way to, to reach more people uh, who are dealing with certain things and knowing that they're not alone. So thank you for shining the light and, and bringing the community as well. Thank you. What an enjoyable episode and recording and conversation I was able to have with Laura, who has so much knowledge about movement, about ballet, about yoga, about hard work as a creator and dancer, right? She's someone who I was able to nerd out about pregnancy and birth and, like I said, listening to your body, to your breathing, and how to get out of that burnout rut as a mompreneur and how there's so many ways that we can get out of that, right? Here's a few things that I did get from her, and I hope that you did get a few things. And if this resonates with you, great. And if it doesn't, but you'd know somebody that this would resonate with, please share it. One, mornings are golden, according to Laura. You should start your day as a positive day, stress-free, as much as possible. So how would you accomplish this? maybe start by stretching in the mornings maybe do some yoga with laura <laughs> or have a delicious healthy breakfast i don't know anything that you think would be positive for you remember the way we start our day can set the tone for the rest of the day here's another one listen to your body and what it needs i don't mean give it all the treats and goodies all the chips all the candy that are you know unhealthy to our body all the time once every so often i personally think it's okay trust me I get cravings here and there, and I take care of myself, of my mindset in this way. But I also have learned that control has made that mindset a lot stronger than I thought possible. 
And finally, as I always say, we are not alone in anything. Even when it feels like it, there will be someone to give you a listening ear or a shoulder to cry on or even someone who jokes who makes you feel so much better to just lighten up your day, right? Listen, I have been creating so much connection with so many of you and I love it. I love being able to smile. I love being able to listen to all your stories and I also love being able to share with you things that are going on with me. I love having this platform for you to listen to these stories, to inspire you so you can know that you can also take action because if I can do it, you can do it too. We are a community of people that can just push each other and cheer each other on to grow as individuals. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode, to be honest. If you haven't shared this podcast yet, please share it. It'll help me pop up in different podcast platforms for people that probably need to listen to any one of the stories others have shared. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So rate, review, and subscribe, and that'll help me out a lot to pop up more and so more people can listen to your stories and to my stories. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram on Metafit Metamind Podcast, on Facebook, or on my website on MetafitMetamind.com. I also have our private Facebook group, Metafit Metamind the Mindset Group, so we can just converse with each other. If you do want to support me in a different manner, as I shared in the beginning of this episode, please go to my website on metafitmetamind.com shop and you can buy coffee cups, teacups, and a couple other accessories that you may be able to enjoy while you listen to this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode up to this point. I am Carla Rodriguez. This is Metafit Metamind Podcast, where we're normalizing the conversations that we would have never had. Until next time. <laughs>